When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, Mackie and Jeb with Rami listeners. We're asking you to help us improve the listener experience of this show, whether it's segments, advertisements you hear, you name it, by going to scorenorth.com, keyword MJR, and filling out a quick survey. You can help make the show better. Please help us cater this show and the ads to what you want. Scorenorth.com, keyword MJR. And if you fill it out, Judd will give you an awkward bro hug next time he sees you. I promise. Oh, boxers can take anything. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Second down and six. Haskins too high and now picked. McLaren was wide open, but Anthony Harris gets the interception. Third down and goal. They give it to Cook. And he got there. Touchdown. All right. Mackie and Joe with Rami. Score North. Score North app. I was promised fireworks at the trade deadline today. I don't know if you guys were following Twitter, but some of the national insiders. Uh, is his mic on? I don't think working. Mic's on. Hello? Turn it back Turn it back Hello? Off. All right. There we are. Hi. Silence him. I'm the with wow. Rami. I'm the with Rami of the show. Yeah. Hello. What happened everyone. yesterday? Actually, can you put his mic at just Why did they turn your volume? mic off? <laughs> What'd you do yesterday when I was gone to get your know, mic turned Jeff. off? Not sure. Here. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll just do it with one mic. It'll be old school. It'll be like an LP. <laughs> like the Stones? Exactly. When making keys we'll just... they get to the same mic? Yes. <laughs> yeah. John and Paul. <laughs> so would you guys have traded a first round pick for Trent Williams today? Because yeah. that that was the asking price. Would that be first round pick? Would that be uh, well? But he's thirty one years old. I would. But here's the thing: is that the, the Vikings couldn't just swap a first round pick for Trent Williams because they had less than a million dollars under the cap. You would have to give them a player off your roster to offset some of that money, and then it becomes that's if you believe in the salary cap. Who do they want? Right, exactly. Just it's, do some like woo with a couple, I mean, couple of things. Is, always has some sort of that's little, true. Salary cap magic. You can, cap always, finagle it. You can yeah. always finagle it a little bit, but uh, that's that. I think that is the quandary. Who do you want? Who would you be willing to let go of that Washington would actually want on their roster? Yeah, yeah. That I mean. I think that I think you could figure that out, but obviously we don't know how far down the road the Vikings got. I guess my stance now compared to a month ago when we were having the Jalen Ramsey discussion. Yep. A month ago when the Vikings were coming off a terrible loss to Chicago and it just didn't look like it looked like Chicago and Green Bay were going to be ahead of them in the division. I didn't know if one trade was going to put them in a position to win a Super Bowl. I said, "Hang on to your chips." 
I feel a lot differently now than I did a month ago. I think the Vikings are just what they figured out offensively. I would have considered trading a first-round pick for a win-now piece at the deadline today. Go, uh, Go back and look at what the Rams now, in retrospect, gave to Jacksonville. Go back and look at that. Right now, two first round picks. Yes, right now, to to give yourself probably the best defense or the best cornerback in this league, would you have made that trade right now with this current Vikings team, knowing that Jalen Ramsey could have stepped in and taken Xavier Rhodes' spot, and then that's fixed. Yeah, I think you know it's a month ago too. It wasn't official that. Official, official that Xavier Rhodes was cooked. It <laughs> well, was like, not, oh, he's just it's still not a start. It's not official, it's official yet. Now. We just think that that's the case. It's official now. It's we're until halfway the season. Until the head coach does something about it that's drastic, though, that's what I. That's the next step I need to see. Well, I think it's drastic for him to get up and defend Xavier Rhodes like he feels yeah. bad for a wounded animal or something. That dude just not. He's just not. He's just not good right now. And I. I don't know if it's an injury that that could get better. I don't know if he's struggling with something or if this is just the. Nearing the end of the line for Xavier Rhodes. It looks like it's nearing the end of the line for Xavier Rhodes. You watch him out on the field and on the sideline after some of these plays, and he's just a defeated man trying to figure things out right now. I don't think he can play football the way that he used to play football, and he's trying to figure out a new way to do it, and it just just ain't working. So so right now, Xavier Rhodes is in the mix. I think they have three cornerbacks that are better than him right now, so it would be a pretty easy move. I mean, easy for me to say, but... An easy move to just sit him on the bench for a while. So here's the second question. Can this roster, this is it, the trade deadline has passed, this is their roster? Can this roster win a Super Bowl? What are your gut feelings right now about the landscape of the NFC, this roster right now, what the Vikings have been doing, and the schedule ahead? Do you think these Vikings can win a Super Bowl? Because that's what this season is about. That's what Mike, Mike Zimmer is not getting any younger. Rick Spielman's been here for over ten years. Can I see Kirk a few Cousins more games? is under contract? Can I see a, a few more games against tough teams? Not for the purposes of this question. <laughs> all right, that wouldn't make good radio if we all then just my shut answer up for the next is, few weeks, Judd. Then my well, I mean, can, can we just wait till Dallas? Uh, then my answer is, I don't think so because I like San Francisco more right now. I like the Saints more. Um, the Vikings and Packers are probably pretty close, but I like the Packers quarterback more, which, which is key. And the Packers defense appears to be for real now. So, because I think that I think the conference is four teams deep. I really do. As good as Russell Wilson is, Seattle's defense is not that great. So if you were to ask me right now, who are the four teams in the NFC that I respect the most? Right now, I go San Francisco. The Saints, the Packers, and Vikings very close, and then I draw a line in ink. But that's still four teams, and and I've got the Vikings at four. So if you're asking me right now, I say I say this team can now make the playoffs for sure. Which after week two, I said I wasn't sure about that one. Uh, but do I say Super Bowl? Boy, that's a big ask. Okay, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I agree with Judd. All those teams are. It's a yes or no. Darn it! I just answered. All those teams. Well, no. But what he's asking is, could they win a Super Bowl? Yeah, but I'm trying to draw a line in the sand. I mean, there are some teams that I look at and I go, no, you ain't winning a Super Bowl. Even teams that are in the playoff picture right now. The Buffalo Bills are 5-2, and two, and looking at their schedule, could very well be 9-2. and two. I can sit here definitively today and say the Buffalo Bills are not winning a Super Bowl. So there are teams around the league who I look at and I just go, no, no, you're not going to do it. With the Vikings, I think it's possible. All those teams that Judd just listed off, I agree. 
they're ahead of the they're ahead of the Vikings in the power in my power rankings right now. Those are better football teams than the Vikings in my eyes. Have I seen teams worse than the Vikings? Have I seen teams further down the totem pole than the Vikings go to and win Super Bowls? Yeah, I have. Yeah, Eli, I agree Ma- with that. Eli Manning did it twice. <laughs> it happens. You know what I mean? The Vikings are good enough that you can't rule it out. Do I think it's do I think it's a probability? No. Would I even put it at a 20% chance? No, probably not. But it's possible. Yeah. If you're asking could this Vikings team win a Super Bowl, my answer is yes. It is feasible and possible and realistic. Yeah, if you're starting and by the way, my answer is yes. I think they can. I don't think they're the favorites, but and much like what Judge just said, I'd like to see what they do even against a Pat Mahomesless Kansas City team, just going on the road and beating a good team, a probably a great team when they have Pat Mahomes. Uh, and then that game against Dallas too in prime time. That's just gonna that's gonna answer a lot of things. So my answer might be different in two weeks. But if you start to look at the last twenty to twenty five years of Vikings football, how often have they had a defense that's borderline top five and an offense that collectively is borderline top five? Because that's what they right. have right now. And and you can count on definitely less than one hand one one hand's worth of fingers. How many times they flirted with either one of those? 1998, they had the best offense at that moment in time in the history of the NFL. But their defense was middle of the pack. And their defense got shredded a lot, right? It was not a great pass defense. 2009, they had a wonderful run-stopping defense, an historically great run-stopping defense. They had a top-five offense, but their pass defense, again, was very suspect. You could throw the ball on that Vikings defense. This offense is not on the 98 level. I don't think it's on the 09 level. But it's knocking on the door of top five in the league in a lot of different categories. And I think when you combine those two things together, you can't rule them out right now. Before seeing the second half and Mm -hmm. what plays out, I think right now you have to rule them in as Super Bowl contenders. Okay, to to go down the path that you just went down, please fire the sounder. Okay, wow. Hold on a second. I mean, we might as well, right, Rami? I didn't see what it is. You didn't hold the vote. Reckless speculation. Because we went down. You're like moving the sign and I couldn't read it. (laughs) What not? Because we. Which one does he want? I want a mock. No, no, no. We're not going to mock. We'll do that plenty. Because we we went down this path both in Scornarf Live and in Vikings Event Line. So let me ask you this question. Josh Gordon is going to be let go by the Patriots. Okay? There's a lot of teams that are probably going to be like, I can't do that, sorry. Josh Gordon has a lot of baggage and previous problems, but according to Cunningham, who followed him closely with the Browns, he's not a jerk. He's just had problems. So he's not Antonio Brown. If you had the opportunity to get eight games and have a trio of receivers named Thielen, Diggs, and Gordon, and this is not a long-term play, but this takes you from being... Okay, you got two receivers who are really good, and your third guy is oh BC Johnson, who's a nice player. But now you've got skill position players: Phil Mackey, Josh Gordon, Diggs, Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith Jr. What do you say? Reckless speculation. Wow, in f- it, this is what's tough. Fantasy football, Phil says, absolutely yes, one hundred percent. Just give me the. Give me the best guys on paper, and let's let this thing marinate and see what happens. Reality, Phil, is a little worried that if Bill Belichick can't figure out how to corral and and squeeze the most out of Josh Gordon, 
if Bill Belichick of all coaches can't salvage you and 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 also the Patriots are going to be in line to win a Super Bowl too and they have said yeah we're just we can't really deal with this it's just we the Patriots me Bill Belichick I hear you I'm deal just with this. I'm throwing it out there it reminds me a lot of when Randy Moss was in the same spot for different reasons and you know, Randy Moss was at least still an everyday player who could stay on the field despite some off-the-field stuff. Josh Gordon hasn't even proven that. The Patriots in 2010 said, yeah, we're just kind of down on Randy Moss. Sorry, like we just don't want to deal with this anymore. And the Vikings said, oh, yes, cool. We'll pick up Randy Moss. We'll trade you a third-round pick for Randy Moss, right? And who was right? Bill Belichick was right. Mm -hmm. I I think on paper, Fantasy League, I'm in. Your Your three wide receivers are the best in the NFL. But when Bill Belichick can't handle it, I get a little nervous. Is that did they say that's why he was released? I thought it was just the timing of his injury and when he and would they put be him back. on short term IR, which means they have to put him through waivers and he's going to be claimed and, and he can't go back there. It's so, all very odd. So what was the alternative? That they just shelve him for the season? I mean, no, they he, have another no, option. He would have come back and played. That that they just don't play him for a couple weeks. It's very odd. I just think it's it's intriguing to me because. If the guy's not a complete jerk and, and just had problems, and I'm talking about an eight-game investment here, not a long-term play, mm-hmm. and I'm the first guy to be like, oh, don't like that guy, wouldn't do it with that guy, the exploration of this one to me just seems to be in- intriguing, and and I would not, and you wouldn't have to give up a draft pick, so I'm not saying that they should have made a trade for him today. I'm just thinking if he falls to you and you can pick him up for nothing and say, well, okay, why yeah. not? Boy, I mean, think about just how unguardable that trio of wide receivers would be. It'd be too, a nightmare. Right? Yeah. Although I would, I would just even if you you know didn't pull a move for a Josh Gordon, I would just look to get Irv Smith more involved in the second half of the season. That. In fact, here's another question for you guys. Now that this is their roster, and you know the schedule gets a lot tougher in the second half. Although they do get now, as Jonathan pointed out in an email today, Denver is going to have a backup quarterback. Well, Joe Flacco in a few weeks. is garbage anyway now but they're going from joe flacco to something worse than joe flacco yeah, yeah they'll, they'll win that. Um, they're gonna get they're gonna get matt moore this weekend but i get the sense a few teams around the nfl are calling it a season and tanking who weren't already doing well, so the, like, i like the, how the bank the bangles bench double down on their tank because yeah, you know exactly. what miami's got this tool down to a perfect science get out of their way miami last night that was awesome if you're Dude. a fan of tanking Absolutely. you go eight man blitz when you have a two score lead and they're still in your territory with less than two minutes in the first half and you're that a defensive guy too bravo bravo miami dolphins you. wow the end of the first half wow my God, it's amazing. amazing it's like i mean to be clear I didn't watch that football game. I heard about it this morning because I'm not watching that trash. But what I hear, that's amazing. It's that's perfect, beautiful. though, because the Bengals are like, we're going to tank. And Miami's like, that's tanking? <laughs> oh, you are? We'll show you tanking. <laughs> oh, my beer. 14 nothing, No problem. But, like, the Bengals, in this, in this tankathon, back and forth, back and forth, this tanking contest, the Bengals pull the ultimate trump card. They're like... You thought we had a quarterback. You thought Andy Dalton was bad. You think Andy Dalton's a train wreck. We've got a guy worse than Andy Dalton to solidify an 0-16 record. And that's what they announced today. The Dolphins are like, we'll go with no quarterback next game. <laughs> and the Dolphins are like, we invented the Wildcat. Okay? Yeah. We'll come over the top of you. Our running backs will be playing quarterback the entire next game, so take that. So what do you guys want to see more of? And I'll start in the second half of the season for the Vikings. I want to see more of Irv Smith. I think if if we're talking about, is there another layer to this Vikings offense? Is there another thing they can add on a more regular basis 
that becomes even more difficult to defend their passing game. And Kirk Cousins already has the best pass rating in the NFL. Irv Smith Jr. has been in his limited time when he's when he, he's only been targeted like eighteen or twenty times. I want to say all year. Maybe it's like twenty five, but it's not very much. That guy's borderline unguardable in certain spots and. Yards after the catch compared to Kyle Rudolph, I just don't see how you don't mix him in more often in the second half of the season. So I want to see more Irv Smith Jr. I want to see more of the Vikings defense without Xavier Rhodes on the field. That's what I want to see. That guy is a straight-up liability right now. Case Keenum saw him, targeted him, and attacked him time and time. and He was 5-for-5 with an almost perfect QB rating and averaging almost 10 yards a throw when targeting Xavier Rhodes in the first half of that game is on, on on Thursday. And that's that's Case Keenum doing that. Like let Patrick Mahomes play on Sunday and see and see that dude running around in the secondary. Watch what Patrick Mahomes does to this Vikings defense if Xavier Rhodes is playing heavy minutes on Sunday. It's not going to be pretty. It will not be pretty if Patrick Mahomes and Xavier Rhodes are playing on Sunday. I'm going to say that I want to see a sustained success from the Vikings O-line. Because those first four games, they looked so awful, right? And Bradbury was completely lost. And and then it looks like they certainly probably uh, tweaked the schematics there. But the last four games, they've been pretty damn good. Elfline had the one game, what was that, against uh, Washington on Thursday. He wasn't good in particular in, the, uh, in uh, pass protection. But they've been really good. What I want to see is now go into Dallas and play really well. Seattle, the entire the entire offense. Cousins is the guy that we're going to focus on the most, obviously. But I want to see if this offensive line and especially the interior of that line can maintain. Because I don't think it's a slam dunk. Yeah, and it's not a slam dunk when you're going against ferocious pass rushers, too, right? right? They've had they've had a few breaks in that department, but I think just seeing how they hold up. And they've had some schemes that have been weird against them. It's like that's not what works against this team. Yeah, so there's, yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll take your feedback, too. If you guys have thoughts, if you're listening and you want to see certain things in the second half of the season for the Vikings, give us a call, 651-646-8255, or hit us up on Twitter, at Score North, S-K-O-R North. You can tweet at all of us individually, too, at Jay Zolgad, at Phil Mackey, and at Rami is tweeting. Real quick, before we get to a Judd Zolgad, Teddy Bridgewater take that Rami, I'm sure, is going to hate. Um, you don't know that. Uh, Collar hated it. Pretty sure he's going to. Collar tried to destroy me before his show started. Okay. No idea. I told him to buzz off. We'll get to it. Uh, The big news today the NCAA will now allow players to profit (laughs) off their names, images, and likenesses. Which is great. That's awesome. This should have happened so, so long ago. Like, I don't know how it took the NCAA so long to get here, but okay. Here's the statement from the the, uh, board chair, Michael Drake. We must embrace change to provide the best possible experience for college athletes. Now, mind you, this is after they fought change tooth and nail and gave millions of dollars to lobbies to fight the law in California that made it law that these kids are allowed to profit off their name, likeness, and image. Yeah. Uh, I think once they realized, okay, this is happening in one state, and so this is a problem. Now players are just going to go flood California. Why are they a thing? (laughs) <laughs> the NCAA should be disbanded. It really should. And, and if I'm a school, I'm dropping out. I'm like, I'm out of here. And I'll take, it takes one school. If Alabama tomorrow says, we're done with but you. But where does Alabama go? Into if a Alabama- pseudo-professional league that it starts and, and gets new. I mean, the NCAA is the most archaic. It makes baseball look progressive. But Alabama, like, and I'm making up these financials. 
I, I don't. I agree with the NCAA take, by the way. But but the logistics of how do you get rid of it? Alabama brings in I don't know a hundred, two hundred million dollars a year off its football program, mm-hmm. specifically because it's part of the NCAA infrastructure of TV deals and. But I'm what's important. Players, not the not the association itself. So if I'm Bama and I can get if the SEC in football says we're done, we're doing our own thing. That's more feasible. Right. It's got to be a conference. More well, than that's fine. Because if Alabama leaves, they have to have somewhere to go where viewers are going to go, right? Because right now, if just Alabama leaves, well, fans are still going to watch college football. But it's conference. But if the SEC leaves, fans will watch the SEC if it's LSU, Alabama. It's conference packages, though, right? Did you just throw On a TV? pen cap at Robbie? No. no he did it himself. <laughs> I'm very he fidgety. It off. I'm all doing something with a pen cap, and sometimes I lose the handle. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean but to distract. But the SEC has its own network, right? So, like, if I can take that... When I was a kid, I think the NCAA used to control the TV product. And that's back in the old school days of one game on Saturday afternoon on ABC, and you're going to enjoy that. Right. Okay, that broke up. That's changed. So if I'm the Big Ten, I'm just like, we're a professional conference here, gentlemen, ladies. We're dropping out the... Why are you Not taking... Not Rutgers, but... Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I'd kick them out. Maryland, too. I'd leave them in. I'd kick Rutgers out in a second. Oh, Rutgers would be gone so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and just fold them. Right, just fold exactly. the school. Yes. Like, just say you're done. The whole school or the yeah, football fold the program? Whole, fold the whole school. Yeah. It's New Jersey. We don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just fold New Jersey? Uh, if I could, I might. Um, Sorry, Giants and Jets, I guess. <laughs> no, just move them back. Okay. Move them back to where they belong. Yankee Stadium, City Field. But my point being is... need a big forklift for that I don't stadium. get why these people are still a thing. They do nothing but get in the way, and they're corrupt, and make money off people who are doing all the work. Yeah. And I've and I've heard, you know, there's always going to be, and there's a bunch of people, prominent media people that have said, listen, you're opening up a Pandora's box. You're not thinking of this, this, and this. And it's like, I, I, just to zoom back out to 30,000 feet here, mm-hmm. what is the worst that can happen here? Okay, we're not talking, first of all, we're not, I think, I think some people would say, well, if you can make money off your likeness now, there's a really easy way to transfer money. Let's say, uh, oh, you're just going to go and uh, sign autographs. I'm a... Uh, I'm a popular quarterback, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go sign some autographs, and I'm going to I'm going to charge people for this autograph because right. that's my likeness now. Yeah. Well, I mean, in theory, you could work with one of these memorabilia shops, and maybe there's a huge uh, Florida State booster who happens to work or run one of these memorabilia shops, and he says, "We're going to give you five hundred thousand dollars to sign some autographs here. It'll be great. We're going to give you a nice little contract to be an autograph signer. I mean, that essentially replaces payment." Under the table previously. You mean they're going to gonna get what they deserve? I mean, cool. I'm he's threatening that. that. Yeah, that's a threat. <laughs> and, and my comeback, and that's a, that, no, that's what that's what people who are on the opposite side will say. Right. And and again, and I say a free market plays itself out the way it's supposed to play out. Correct. Exactly. You know. Period. Right. That's correct. So, and and if we're and if and if we're saying that that stuff doesn't happen now, it does. This is just bringing it above well, the surface, legitimizing it, right? And then you you get the response all the time as well. Then what about the minor men's sports and the women's sports? Well, they can make money too. Yeah, if, if a volleyball they, player rises to the level of like being nationally they can prominent, make that much they exactly money, right for sure. And by the way, I'm not talking about disbanding their sports, but football, basketball are the main t- tickets. If those people make money, good for them. They deserve it. Hockey's my sport, right? It's not going to be a major, oh, man, we got to pay this kid from Oatana a million dollars. Okay, no, he's not going to do that. That doesn't mean that I don't think the sport should go away. The sport shouldn't. 
But it's football and basketball, and that's fine. But those people should profit. Yeah. What I always found ridiculous was, why is it that if I'm a journalism student and I'm 19 or 20 years old... Yeah, you can go and earn a living. And I build... Like I build a big Instagram following or something. There's some of these. There's kids in college who build like a million followers on Instagram, right. uh, and then show up to their computer, show up to nationals games and sit behind home plates. They're computer right. programmers and coders who are making six figures while they're going through school, working for Correct. big tech companies. Like I, I don't understand why athletes are are held back and trying to succeed and make something of their lives while they're playing. Yeah. It, it never made. It doesn't make sense, and it goes against everything that the NCAA says that they are. Which is which is this institution that's about bettering lives and transitioning these young people into adulthood and preparing them for the real world. Like you're stopping them from going and participating in the real world and in a free market economy. That's yeah. all they're trying to do. And correct me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, well, the, this first part, I know that it, it comes from businessinsider.com. The NCAA brings in a billion dollars a year. On college sports. But they're going to go broke if they have to pay athletes, Phil. But here's the thing. The money that they are allowing athletes to make now does not come from that $1 billion pie. No, this isn't out of that pie. It's outside of that $1 billion pie. Here's my question again. What do they do that deserves that? Why don't the colleges and conferences just say, we're going to sit on all of that. See you later. Yeah, they are. The NCAA is essentially an organizer of a big party, right? They're unnecessary. We are the sports organizers. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't under. I mean, they, they provide framework for all of right. these sports to operate. But so I it can is get a huge that undertaking for like another entity that's, to that's come. That's why in. I call them a cartel. That's what a yeah. cartel is. It's it's one it's one big gang with a lot of smaller gangs under their umbrella. Like the NCAA is the overriding Do you really leader. Think? They're Pablo Escobar, and then they have distributors right. in the, the SEC and the Big Ten. It's FIFA, right? Yes, it's the same thing. Do you really think the basketball tournament's going to dry up if? Oh my God, the, it's not the NCAA yeah. basketball. Basketball tournament, of course I won't. I think well, there are some people out there, man, who really are invested in the idea of the NCAA and whatever it is that they represent or that they sell themselves to represent. Mm-hmm. So I think the question would be if, let's say there was another, let's say in, in college basketball, for instance, there was all of a sudden uh, a conference of teams left and created a new thing over here, but there were still a bunch of prominent teams that you recognize, like Duke and Syracuse, were still in the actual NCAA tournament, but Michigan and Ohio State were over in this one, people would still watch March Madness as branded by the NCAA. There's a lot of branding, too, that you don't get to take with you, Yep. but ultimately this is the first step to allowing athletes to rightfully profit off of becoming big names. March Mania, that's what I'd call it. March (laughs) Mania, that's my new tournament. Take that. I wish I wish somebody would do that. I wish somebody would start that movement of taking down the NCAA from within. In our life, oh, Lavar Ball is going to be the guy. That's what that's that's he's still around. What's he doing now? Apparently, one of his other sons has become pretty good. Really, like might actually be a prospect. But oh boy, okay, we'll hear from him again then. All right, Judd's Teddy Bridgewater Mm. take when we come back. Also later on in the hour, we've got more. uh, We've got more feedback from our Mackie and Judd with Rami listener survey. We're going to go through. Some more of the things, the least favorite things about the show from people who responded to this survey. Scorenorth.com, keyword MJR. Let's talk about Federated Insurance for a moment here. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is a very giving entity. They, uh, they've partnered with U of M Athletics for quite a number of years, a proud sponsor of the Gophers and turnovers for kids. And for every turnover forced by the Gophers defense, and there's been a few of them this season. Antoine Winfield Jr., that guy uh, is good for... Like a turnover every other game, it seems like. Maybe more than that. 
Well, every time the Gophers defense creates a turnover, Federated Insurance donates $1,000 to Big Brothers Big Sisters. They raise millions of dollars a year for charity and for other great causes, and they apply that same generosity and uh, and just that same large heart to your business. Federated's been around in Owatonna for over 100 years, helping business owners just like you get peace of mind you just you, you you can't put a price on peace of mind when it comes to running your business and uh federated's here to help you federatedinsurance.com and federated remember it's their business to protect yours twitter follower alex tweets into the show at score north at phil Mackey, at rami is tweeting at jay zilgad on the streaming app before your show started, did I just hear Tib say looking to add wins? <laughs> That's a good year. Yes. We're looking to add wings. That was a fat-fingered Phil Mackey there. <laughs> Setting up the button bar before the show. Jonathan thought he hit a wrong button. He looks in the studio, and I'm like, no, nah, man. You should have was... just blamed him. You should have just said, yep, that was you. I don't know what you did. You can never go wrong. Though. You never. think you like appetizers? <laughs> Tom Thibodeau doesn't just like appetizers. He f- loves them. We're looking to add wings. <laughs> wings! Yeah! yeah. Small plates. Calamari. Mozzarella sticks. Yeah, spinach and artichoke dip. Those all sound really good right now. That's where your chips and salsa one goes, not in the... I don't know. I think chips and salsa worked in our football thing. Oh, I think it works. No, I think it would have worked... Jonathan's right. No. In that one, it works perfect. I think it works in both. I think it works in both. A little tapas, maybe, as well? Oh, tapas. Ooh, tapas. Tapas is so underrated. Oh, it's, man. it's not big enough, but it's sure good when you're having it. Well, that's why you have like a table full of them. John. I know. You just pass them around. Just pass them around. <laughs> Jonathan, just because I said something that you're now going to take out of context and frame me with. <laughs> I sent him one earlier in the hour that he missed. <laughs> I looked over at him when you said something, and he clearly didn't catch it, so I sent him a text immediately <laughs> with a timestamp. You know, yesterday I was on my couch watching the talking heads talk about your bears. Uh-huh. I, I heard that Mackie, after I tweeted, he certainly wouldn't do this. I heard that he was playing Bears Vent Line through the whole show yesterday. Oh, there was a classic yesterday. Play this one for Judd and anybody who... I think I played it this morning. For whatever reason. This be a good segue to Judd's teddy right. take oh, here. This is so too. good. I'll tell you something. Nagy, if you don't, if you don't loosen up and if you don't start playing big-time football... I hope the fans in this town run you out. To me, I'm done with you. You're he coach. should fire himself. You are he should fire himself. Coach. Yeah, he should fire himself, OB. Be a man. Fire yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a guy. That was Dan Hampton. He's a Hall of Famer, a great football player. Get on the radio. But that sounded like a guy just burst into the studio like, he should fire himself. I'm done with this guy. Well, it sounded, it sounded like a wrestling top, guy. That's what it sounded like. Well, one of the guys, that era of Bears football players did produce a WCW wrestler named Steve McMichael. That's true. Yeah, Mongo McMichael was in the WCW. He's in the Four Horsemen. Like, my favorite part about that clip is the ending is amazing, but but when, who's the first guy? Ed O'Bradovich. Ed O'Bradovich? And he's like like searching for what he's trying to say. And he says, if you don't start playing, you start playing big time football. 
I thought Big he, time football. I thought he was le- leading up to a threat. I thought he was like, I'm going to come and get you. I'm coming for you, Nagy. That's what I thought was coming. But no, he's like, I hope that he started to say, I hope the fans run you out of town. Oh. And then Dan Hampton just burst into the room. Where did Hampton come from in that? He didn't try and calm it down at all. <laughs> no, he saw the he fire and just added more gasoline to it. It's not like your guys in Green Bay with the whoa, 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 no, no, no. I'll tell you something. Nagy, if you don't if you don't loosen up and if you don't start playing big time football, I hope the fans in this town run you out. To me, I'm done with you. You're he coach. should fire himself. You are he not should fire coach. himself. Yeah, he should fire himself, OB. Be a man! Fire yourself! Be a man, dude. Be a man. Be a man. Anytime people end your job, end your employment. Be a man and end resign. I never want to hear that we're tough on people in this town ever again. Amazing. Can you imagine that? Brad Childress should fire himself. Don't worry about bringing a paycheck home to your family. Be a man. Fire yourself. You know what's funny? It only works if he says fire yourself. Like there's no other there's no other synonym that works. Be a man. Hand in your walking papers. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> Submit your resignation. Submit your letter of resignation. Be a man. Update your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Doesn't work either. Oh, anyhow, that is so good. All right, Joe, what's your? Uh, so rich. Oh man, the judge has an idea to fix the bears. Actually, <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, jeez. So we, we talked last week about the potential of the uh, Brady Belichick slash Patriots divorce. And said it makes perfect sense that if Brady plays in 2020 and it's not in New England, that he goes to Rami's Bears, right? But Sunday, Sunday was a day filled, it was a glorious day for me, filled with red zone. Red zone viewing. Red zone for the. Do you not watch noon. games? You watch strictly red zone? Strictly, well, here's what I did on Sunday. Okay. Red zone, noon to four. Oh. Then at four, I got up and went to Bunny's, <laughs> and there were only three, three o'clock games left. And so I I basically orchestrated to get all three games on. Well done. So I could watch them in their entirety. Well done. But anyway, there was a lot of good. It was a lot of fun. But here, I grew offended by one thing, and that's this: watching the Bears game and watching offended. and I did and watching the Saints game. I grew offended by the fact that Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Brees is back, and that's great. Drew Brees is fantastic. So this is no Drew Brees knock. But Teddy is watching the Saints game. Like I am, from the sideline. And meanwhile, a guy like Mitch Trubisky is starting. And I'm thinking to myself, there aren't enough good quarterbacks in this league to feed every team. And one guy who should be starting for somebody today is on the sideline while Mitch Trubisky starts. And I thought, Teddy's contract. Lucrative, but a one-year deal. Now, unless the Saints win the Super Bowl, I think Breeze comes back. Because he's going to look at Brady and be like, I can keep playing. And he's probably right. Like, this league doesn't have enough good young quarterbacks to replace guys. So if you're Drew Brees and you lose in the divisional or conference title game, I think you're coming back. I think the Saints are wedded to you. I don't think the Saints can say, see you, Drew, too bad, bye-bye. So, here's what I think. If I'm the Bears and Brady stays with the Patriots, Teddy in Chicago. Good defense, window open. Teddy looks good right now. Really good, right? 
He's not going to wow you, but he's going to win games and he's going to make smart plays. And he's not going to sabotage you, which is what Mitch Trubisky now is doing. I say if I'm the Bears, I sign Teddy in March, and he's my guy. Yeah. Now, Rami, you've been notoriously anti-Teddy no, on haven't. the show. No, I haven't. Well, he, how would you describe your Teddy you're stance? Just, you guys are just too sensitive when I give you an honest and real analysis he's from Chicago, you of know. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, you, um, yeah, Chicago guy. Really Teddy Bridgewater should be signed. Well, like, hold on. You're ridiculing my team and their quarterback history? Listen, we've, we've, we've throughout the years have brought in Warren Moon to Minnesota. <laughs> Brett Favre. We know how to identify outside <laughs> options. But I... I don't hate short term flings. I don't hate Teddy Bridgewater. I got nothing against Teddy Bridgewater. He actually seems like a really good dude. Like I, I, I and I root for people as much as I root for teams. I root for people and good storylines. So I have nothing against Teddy Bridgewater personally. I wish him the best. I've just said in the past he's a, a mediocre quarterback. How much stock you put into quarterback win loss record? Not much. Little bit, but not much. It's not the be all end all. He, he wins a lot. He's I understand 22 that. Twenty two and twelve. As a starter, if you take away his rookie year, which was just like train wreck, everything really. I mean, they were they were literally feeding Adrian Peterson the ball. Teddy and putting Bridgewater him on the center. is an elite game manager and a mediocre overall quarterback. Hold on, I need to I need to process. But that's what he's an elite you need. game manager. He's an, he's an elite game manager. I would but he's take, not. He's not going to. I don't agree with that. But but that if, if he won't you're lose, right, he won't lose games but, for you. But he won't win games for you either. Yes, he will. And if but if you're right, it's what you need. And I'm not again. Your window is open on defense. Yeah, I think I'm, this makes perfect sense. I'm open to this. This is not as a Bears fan. I'm this open is, to this. This dude. is borderline genius right He's now. Eighteen and six and since his myself. rookie year. Eighteen and six since his rookie year. It's incredible. Yeah, he's accurate. He's had good he's, defenses. He's a leader. He's had good weapons around him. Yeah, yeah, yes. He's one of the 20 best quarterbacks in the world. We could even pull up the list. And you know, I might agree with you on that, but isn't that mediocre? But if he's one of, No, if he's sure it is. Well, he's you're saying out medi- of the 30 quarterbacks in the NFL, you just said he's the he's the 20th best quarterback. No, I said he's a top 20 quarterback. Okay. With room to grow, too. Okay. And the Bears have almost never had a top 20 quarterback. I'm not fighting you on the Bears going and getting Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is on a list of quarterbacks I'd like to see the Bears go and get this offseason. Okay. okay. I'm good with that. I'd rather, I'd rather, Sean Payton say, you know what, Breeze might be gone in a year, or I could have my, and that means Teddy Bridgewater walks, or I can have my quarterback for the next five years and cut ties with Drew Brees. Drew Brees in a Bears uniform is much more attractive to me than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if Drew Brees is signing up for that. I think yeah. Drew Brees. I think Why his not? last stop is New Orleans at this point. I agree. Yeah, I don't know about that, especially especially if he is um, unceremoniously. Disposed of in New Orleans, and they say, "Yeah, we think we're moving on to Teddy Bridgewater." I think he's loved there, though. I don't I think, think they love him. The, I will say that Sean the, Payton is an assassin. If Sean Payton sees an opportunity to have a quarterback for five years instead of one, yeah, and he thinks he can win just as many games I with don't him, no, he'll do that. I don't know that, that he's as big of an assassin as Belichick is. I really don't. E- either way, the the Bears. This is this is where the the Bears, barring firing everyone and creating a train wreck situation. I, I it would be curious to see if the Bears fire Nagy. And go into coach search mode. I don't think they would. Would that impact their ability to bring in free agent Tom Brady or you know free agent Drew Brees? Because um, I actually think the Bears, with the weapons that they could put out on the field and the defense, maybe not the best in the NFL anymore. It would be a fairly appealing spot if a quarterback came in and thought, "All right, this is a seven to nine team or an eight and eight team, and 
if you just add Drew Brees to it or Tom Brady to it. It's not a laughable notion. No, I think that's an attractive landing spot for a quarterback, to be honest with you. Even if Nagy is still there, because one bad year with Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think sours the whole league on Matt Nagy. I think there's there will still be people who, and there are still people who do respect his his offensive mind and his play calling and his scheming and everything else. A year ago, he was a genius. Mm-hmm. Now, we overreact in the media and his fans and go, this guy ain't a genius anymore. He's kind of an idiot. But I think in the NFL world, I don't know that you lose credibility that fast among coaches and players and people in that circle. So I think it is an attractive landing spot with that defense, with those weapons. My list of quarterbacks I want to see in a Bears uniform next year go in this order. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, then Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, Cam Newton I, is going to be a free agent, too. I think that's yeah. absolutely He has one more year Cam left. Is, I think you're he crazy has one on more Cam. year left, but the Panthers can get out of it pretty cheaply. Yeah, I would be, I'd be out on Cam, but it, it's a, it'll be a fun fun list to follow if, you, uh, if you're a Bears fan like Rami. When we come back here, Mackie and Judd with Rami, score north, score north app. Judd Zolgad is going to give us a wild minute that I hope includes some reckless trade speculation. There's Did you get into a fight there. with anybody this week? Any Twitter wars? No, like so. in the wild world. No, no, no. Good. I was, good, I was good, good. on my Judd. best behavior. Yeah, or and, something like that. Uh, at some point, we're going to go over uh, the least favorite things that people had to say about our show from our official Mackie and Judd with Rami survey. Scorenorth.com keyword MJR if you'd like to help us and fill it out. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota has been a Mackie and Judd with Rami partner for quite a long time, and even before I started working here at uh, previously fifteen hundred ESPN, now Score North. My family and I have had a relationship with Luther Brookdale Toyota going back 30-plus years. The first car that was ever uh, part of the family and uh, part of Luther Brookdale Toyota's family was the 1987 Baby Blue Celica that my mom drove for uh, quite a few years where the the uh, headlights flipped up like eyelids. It was a cool car in the moment, but now you look at pictures. Those are cool. No, those are cool. It's kind of weird looking yeah. now. Very 80s. But... It's it's just we've had the same level of great service and the same durable Toyotas that continue to upgrade their safety features, continue to upgrade their sleek looks as well. Just go check out some of the new Camrys that have come in the last couple of years. And uh, the service department is the best in the Twin Cities, the best facility you're going to find in the Twin Cities. There's nowhere else you need to go for service and for new and used car uh, buying than Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. Today's Score North download. Oh boy! All right, here we go. Is really wild minute. A wild minute with Judd Zolgad. Who, who's sponsoring this, by the way? Today, I don't think we have one. All right, that's a shame. All right, but somebody is missing a great opportunity. I was going to say open billboard right. if somebody would like to jump. Exactly on right. Here. That's yes. why I, I ask. All right, the Wild are back in action tonight uh, against Dallas in Dallas. They then play the Blues tomorrow. Folks, they've won three of four. Following a one and six start, including a game I was at on Saturday, a five to one win over the Los Angeles Kings, who might be the worst team I've seen in a long time. Now for the wild minute editorial for me. <clears throat> Devin Dubnik, set to return from an injury, is not going to start tonight in goal. It will be Alex Stalock who's going to start in goal for the third consecutive game. He is now he started only sixteen games last year, but this is going to be his fifth start tonight. And I'm going to tell you what right now, Alex Stalock in the wild minute. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm right about this. So listen up in St. Paul. 
needs to play more, a lot more, and here is why. One, Dubnik, eventually as the trade deadline gets near, needs to be traded. The other thing is, your team is slow and for the most part old and can't skate. Alex Daylock can move the puck up to the defenseman or forwards. And when Dubnik plays the puck, ooh, my stomach doesn't feel good. But when Stalock does, I say, ooh, that's pretty nice. Alex Stalock starting his fifth game tonight, it should be a lot more. Final thing. Kevin Fiala, a healthy scratch. Now, he was hurt, or actually, he wasn't hurt and got scratched, and then he was um, hurt and got scratched. Okay, that's fine. And now he's back and could play, but the Wild is too many forwards that they have to play tonight. <laughs> you traded for Kevin Fiala. He's supposed to be a scorer. Find out what you have. Quit milking meaningless victories, and let's find out who can play and who can. I don't need to see old people play hockey. I could go to men's leagues games and see what I saw on Saturday night because they can't skate any better than old-time hockey players. So, Kevin Fiala, we'd like to see him more. That is your wild minute. There it is. Can right I just there say it? Judd Zolgad. I agree. 100% with I Judd. thought you were going to say a counterpoint. No. I agree with Judd. I'm 100% with Judd on Thank this. You. Yeah. Everything he just said. This yes. is just, and now they've, the fact that they rolled off three straight wins, I was really, really hoping that this would be the year, and maybe it still is, that they bottom out and we get to root for it all year. And again, it's early. They still have time. They can still jump on the... The tank wagon, it's not like they've climbed up the standings too far. Saturday night, though, those two teams, oh my God, were they slow. Yeah. I felt like I was watching a game from my much, much younger years. It was like, like, a, like watching a table hockey game where it they're was, all attached to little. Basically, players. yes, it was like watching. They came into the pucks in the corners. Yes, <laughs> and they're it. rusted, sort of. They can't get over. Oh boy. Anyway, that's the wild minute. All right, that's. Uh, you can find more wild takes from Judd to Judd's Hockey Show. Oh, thank you. Every yes. Tuesday with uh, Declan and also Lou Nanny's going to be part of that once a month as well. And Danny get able... in there yet? No, and don't don't bring it up. We don't need Danny. <laughs> He wants to be part of that show. I know man. he does, and I, God love him. I mean, Danny just wants to help, dude. He just wants to contribute to as much as he can here at Score North. <sighs> I stay off the Wolf show for the most part. Danny stays off the hockey show. Everybody's happy. <laughs> See how that works? each other's shows alone. Yeah, and the Wolf show's great. They do a great job. And you'll be able to hear, starting uh, next week, you'll be able to hear Judd's Hockey Show at 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights right here on Score North. So you guys want some more? Some more of the survey feedback here about Mackie and Jeb with Rami? Absolutely. All right, because I've compiled Always trying a bunch to be here. better, man. Give me some critical feedback. So these are, and if you're curious, <laughs> what the hell are you guys talking about? Uh, we genuinely want you listeners to fill out this survey that we have. If you go to scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com, and type in the keyword MJR, it'll take you right to the survey. And uh, we, we just we want to know more about you so we know more about who's listening, who's listening to the podcast, and we can find out information about you that uh, we can translate into catering the advertising to you, et cetera. But two of the questions are, what are what is your favorite part about the show and what is your least favorite part about the show, which is our favorite one? And I'm going to read through some of these answers to you guys right here. It sometimes feels like you guys, Judd especially, take contrarian stances just for the sake of doing so. For example, every Vikings win this season has basically been met with, well, that's not a good team they were playing. It feels like you guys want the Vikings to apologize for playing and beating bad teams. Nobody makes the Patriots apologize when they've been gifted at least five wins every year because the AFC East is trash. Now, this is one thing I I don't know about you, Judd. I refuse to apologize for because we only have, and I got this a lot in Milwaukee too, we only have 16 games to try and figure out who a team is. 
So when they're not tested because they go against a bad football team, we're going to say, look, we didn't really find out much because they weren't tested because they went against a bad football team. Do they say that in Boston and the New England area about the Patriots? I don't know, and quite honestly, I don't care what they're saying or what they're doing on New England Sports Talk Radio, but the thing that the that the Patriots have that the Vikings don't is they've proven time and time again they are a championship organization and a Super Bowl-caliber team until proven otherwise, where with the Vikings, we're trying to figure out if they are that, and it's harder to measure that against bad football teams. Impassioned right. defense. Thank you. Well, that yeah, I, just, I, ha- I like hate that criticism. Oh. I hate that criticism. Well, hopefully you bring the same impassioned defense to this one. I probably won't. They're probably right. Just simply, you guys suck. Listener complaint number two. Number one, Mackie. Number two, Declan, who's never been on the show. No, he, of, like, he's, filling he's in produced once, once okay. or twice, yeah. <laughs> Poor Declan. Just a drive you know, by. We might have made the mistake of letting him talk. They might be right there. They might be right. Number three, Mackie's hypocrisy. Number four, accountability is only had for write-it-down predictions and a lot of other things that are said during the rest of the week. People, specifically Mackie, are not accountable for it. And the number five complaint from true. this person is just Mackie. That <laughs> guy really doesn't like you. He's not like, wow. All right. Sign P. Royce. Complaint. <laughs> complaint number three here. Again, this is the oh. Mackie and Jeff with Rami listener survey. Scorenorth.com, keyword MJR. Fill it out, please. I hate the in other news segment. It feels forced and least common denominator type of humor mm-hmm. that your past shows have thankfully avoided. I skipped through it on the podcast. I also don't like when your hosts and guests from other towns carry on about their teams because this is a Minnesota sports show. Matthew Collar is the one who handles being the out of town or the best by far. The others, like Rami and Danny, need to know we don't care about Chicago or Cleveland sports. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sad Rami over here. <laughs> I got stuff I got to get off my chest, all right? Uh, complaint number four. I give a microphone and I got to get things off my chest. Judd's overt negativity is nauseating. Could you put him in a room with Paul Allen and maybe his positivity will rub off on Judd? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So many things you can say about that. Would you like to be in a room with Paul Allen? I have been before. A dimly lit room. Just you. I have been. No, I want the lights fully up. Lights off, water on, no, as Paul would say. No, lights fully up, please. And I, think, I think Paul would agree. I think he would agree. Well, I'll text Paul and see if he wants the lights off or on, all right? All right, uh, listener complaint number five. Rami's laughing. For the love of God, please, please, please make it stop. He called this. Rami called this last week. He's like, how many complaints? Last week? As soon as Mackie told me this was a feature on the app or on the website that you could tell us the least favorite thing about our show, I said the number one answer will be my laugh. That's happening. Why do you have to laugh so much? Sorry. Why do you have to be happy? I've said this before, and I mean it. Sorry for being so happy and enjoying my life, guys. I, pre- I mean that. Sorry. Well, here's another complaint. Rami needs to shut the bleep up about putting roofs on baseball stadiums. It's so annoying. Look. I love. I have the hashtag blocked on Twitter. <laughs> that sign, Jay Zolgad. I got found out. I figured I'd fill the survey out. My favorite are people who have the hashtag blocked, and I'll just go around it by just saying, put a roof on it without using the hashtag. And then they're like, Why is this in my timeline? Because you don't know how to do it. <laughs> 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 All right, complaint, complaint number eight here. I love that you brought back Cram Session because that was my favorite part of the Royce and Mackey show all those years ago. 
but Jonathan needs to be more fair. I love Jonathan as a producer and think he brings so much value to the show. However, he has ruined cram session for me. <laughs> I think Jonathan takes pride in that, actually. Oh, thank you. We had somebody else. That. We had somebody else point out uh, the lack of Doogie because we we should find a way to bring Doogie back into the mix and do the scoop segment too. But it's just sure. schedule wise, it was easier for him when we were in the morning. But we have heard those legitimate complaints. All right, here's a listener complaint number eight or nine. I've lost track. In order, this person writes. Judd, Judd, and then Judd. <laughs> hey! I was jealous when it was Phil, Phil, and nice Phil. So thank he you. Go, he goes on two-plus-minute rants that repeat the same thing. He's on so many Score North shows and repeats the same thing. The poor horse he's beating has been dead for a decade. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. This person, who I'd like to thank, is missing the point. Because I go on the same rants on multiple on-air shows, yes. But also... Morning, also Judd. On social media, social yeah. media rants yeah. about the same thing. And then, if you're fortunate enough to be able to read and go to scorenorth.com, you can read the same rant. It's a multi-platform rant yes. system from Judd Zilgen. It's all about multi-platform yeah. dead horse beating. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> Stephen, a., Stephen A. Smith is about to make ten million per year for the same rants. Okay, I figured, why not? Late in life, follow a guy who's about to make ten million a year. How many guys in the history of this business have beat a horse like Judd does on seven different platforms? Okay, seriously, we, that's why we need to get you an Instagram account. On ASAP. some level, so I can do it on eight different platforms. On some level, it's prolific. It really, it's is. downright prolific. And oh, the final complaint for this segment here again, uh-huh. this is the survey, the Mackie and Jubilee Rami survey, scorenorth.com, and you can type in keyword MJR to fill out this survey, and it is helpful for us. Uh, but our favorite category is least favorite thing about the show. Rami coughs all the time. It's honestly like three months of you hacking into the mic. I always turn my mic off, and it's not even that much. All right? Sorry, man. I can't help you on this one. I, I'm reeling from the last one. In fact, you know what? I'm going to rant about your coughing. I don't think I if do Rami much, would just stop coughing, we wouldn't have this problem on the show. And I don't think I'm, you, I'm you, do you don't cough any more than I cough. But maybe you're just in a different spot. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I always turn my mic off. We have a cough button in here. It's I know. So those are your least favorite things about <clears throat> Mackie and John with Rami. And again, the survey is at scorenorth.com, keyword MJR. And now for at least one person's least favorite segment, Cram Session, when we come back, which player on the Vikings outside of Kirk Cousins? <coughs> you okay? <laughs> which player on the Vikings? Outside of Kirk Cousins, who's most likely to regress over the back half of the schedule. <laughs> back each other up. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Chud, and Rami. All right. Three questions. A couple of them Vikings related here. At least one of them is. And uh, Jonathan will award us points based on our answers. Let's uh, let's do it up can here, I, Can I? Hold on real quick. One second before we start that. Oh, is the... <laughs> Is the listener feedback thing still getting no, to you? No, no, no. I want to ask you a question. Sure. So you, I went to the bathroom during the break, uh-huh. and you walked in as I was walking out. You tried to sabotage me in my shy bladder, but you did not. No, I actually, as a as someone who cares about you, <laughs> yeah. I went you to get water first, oh, wow. knowing that you needed a minute because you're wa- scared of being in the bathroom with other people. The water leads me to my question. 
Did you carry that cup into the bathroom with you? Did and you? sipped out of it. Oh, my God. Oh, you didn't hear about the... Co- oh, he doesn't know about the coffee conundrum. Coffee conundrum? What? Back what in, is this? Back in the 9 to 1 days, when I took a, a mug of coffee into the men's room and, and was going number one in the stall, <laughs> and the coffee mug was up here. Oh, my God. And... We, we had a big conversation, you, me, and oh, Dave. Yeah, I forgot and, about this. And one of you was freaked out, and one is like, no, that's fine. No, I'm good with it, obviously. It was above the waist. It doesn't matter. You can't bother. bring food and drink into the bathroom. Like, food, I thought the, drink. Food, I thought I agree. The, phone, the phone was one thing. Like, I'm, I'm obviously in the minority on that, but y'all are bringing food and drinks into the no bathroom? bringing food. That's yes, just what's no the food. difference? You're putting the water in your body, you're putting the food in your body. I have brought food. Oh, my God. Whoa! Can we put cramp session on hold? Because I want to hear this. To. We got to discuss this. I want to hear this. Whoa! What? I don't have any specific examples. Wait, wait, like when and what was going on? If what I'm, kind of food? Let's say I'm like, Thank you. I don't know. Let's say I'm eating a like a little beef jerky stick or a granola bar or something. Okay. Uh huh. And I'm like walking down the hallway and realize, hey. I need to stop at the bathroom. Oh, my God. I will finish dude. eating it while I... You know, now oh that you put it that God. way, maybe I've done... No. I was thinking like a sandwich or something. Ooh, do I just finish with? this peanut butter jelly sandwich. No, that's a delicious. No, I mean, I'm not bringing like a Chipotle bowl. Okay, all right. No, I was... <laughs> but a coffee mug or a glass of water I'm above the waist? The, the no. Liquid. Oh, it's no problem. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't have a problem with this. Set it on the you, counter. You want to sit? Do your business. I don't even want that cup. thing around me. I don't even want to be what in the well, itself. But I'm around you. I know. We were both in the, uh, the Rami, the you realize you were in the bathroom at I need one to point, be, right? I need to be quarantined from you people. I need my own oh. studio. And yeah, I just called you, you people. What, what do you think? It's going to kill him? Yes. Yeah. There's bacteria. There are poop particles Rami? in that cup that he's drinking from yeah. right now. I, I do this every day, just so oh, you know. Oh, my God. And dude. I feel great. Oh hey, Rami. God. I'm in amazing health right now. Yes, Jonathan. Breaking news. You're going to die anyways. What does it matter? Wow, that is that is dark. That's dark. Really, really What's dark. What's question number one? Cause of death. <laughs> poop particles. It wouldn't be the first time. Just saying. First question. We gather here today to talk about Robbie Makhlouf, who died from ingesting poop particles. God. It's how disease happens. It's how the plague started, people. You trying to start another plague? We've got medicine for it now. Who is one player on the Vikings outside of Kirk Cousins who is most likely to regress over the back half of the schedule? Judd. <laughs> Smooth transition, I I'm know. I'm shook, dude. I don't even know that I can participate in prep session. He really is. Shook. He's really He's upset. shook from you people. He's really upset. Good Lord. Look at, right. look at Phil. Phil is drinking from it just to throw me off my game. You would, just quickly, you would think that Phil put that glass into the toilet and took toilet water out with the way Rami's acting. Peter D. just tweeted, sometimes I eat tacos or pizza in the shower after work. Oh, shut up. Way to go, no, Peter. You don't. I got I to know more. I got to hear more. What the hell? Oh. Just swirling around, poop. Oh, my God. There's so much to this. There's so much that's wrong with how you're reacting to this. No, there's something wrong with you guys. Something wrong with you. You Nothing wrong with me. I can see logistically pizza in the shower. I don't know how you do the taco in the shower. Yeah, wouldn't it fall apart and and disintegrate? (laughs) Why do you need to eat in the shower? I'm not saying I'm weird. I'm just, I'm accepting of people. 
Which clearly you are right now. No, not that. No, I don't accept you if you do that. I am not accepting. The whole the, new thing is is to drink your beer in the shower. Yeah. Shower beers are campaigning great, around it. Oh, so the whole new thing is to be an alcoholic. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Hey, I'm not passing judgment on people. Should have seen me by The new thing is to not be able to go 10 minutes without having alcohol in your hand. Awesome. Way the to go, society. A, he took a home run ball off the chest so he didn't have to drop his beers. And of course man, it is. And that man's a hero. That man's a national hero. All right, the answer to the question Thank of you. which player outside of the Vikings, outside of Kirk Cousins, is likely to regress over the back half of the schedule. I'm going to go with the guy that I brought up in the uh, uh, first segment and say Garrett Bradbury, because he was terrible for four games. He's been, I think, probably not great, but he's probably been solid for four games now. Opponents are going to get tougher. Pressure is going to increase as the playoffs a- approach. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, very much to me a question mark because are the first four games him? Has he shown improvement in the last four and now turned a corner? I think it's, uh, in his rookie year, slightly premature to say that he's turned a corner for sure. So the regression of Garrett Bradbury, especially for a spurt of games again, mm-hmm. to me is almost mm-hmm. expected. All right. This is going to sound crazy. I'm going to say Kyle Rudolph. And yes, I do understand what the word regress means. Not Blockwell? Sure. So Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith Jr. have been targeted 20 times and 17 times. That's right. Kyle Rudolph has been targeted more than Irv Smith Jr. That will change in the second half of the season. Sorry, Kyle Rudolph. You're going to regress from your already low point first half of the season because I think Irv Smith's going to get the ball more. Rami? No, not really. You um, really are. He's really throwing. Out. I am. This I'm, is one of the most. I've never ups. seen Rami this shook before. No, I haven't either. And, and the thing that shakes me the most is whenever it's stuff like this comes up. Like I'm the weirdo. I'm not. I'm not. I'm the healthy, clean, sanitary, insane person. I got people in my timeline. Have you ever had a shower beer? No, dude. I don't shower take food in the best. bathroom. Brad says, "Hey, Rami is tweeting. Some of the bathrooms in Vegas they have cup holders for your drink at the urinal. Genius for your beer or drink. I've seen." that in bathrooms around here and no stop it's wrong take as few things as you can into the bathroom it's not a sanitary place it's Uh, not a clean place you like that says rami i get you have phobias but as a psychiatric nurse i know the best way to overcome phobias is exposure therapy and i was just about to tweet them nah i'm good (laughs) i'm good i don't need that they said, I need an hour in the bathroom with food, coffee, and country music on blast, hopefully on an airplane. No, what do you no. Do with the clothes you wear into the bathroom. No, 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 and no. I wash them, Jonathan. I wash them. Yeah, but them. you wear them before you yes, wash them. Yes, but can't. Look, people bring that up all the time. I'm not even going to answer your cram session questions today. You I'm might just, be Costanza. I'm just going to rant on this. This might be Costanza. <laughs> Minim- minimizing. Is this That's all I'm saying is to minimize. To minimize the amount of poop particles you're carrying around on your person. And don't put it on your food and drink. Right, so Rami has, uh, has chosen to not answer. So who gets the first point there, John? Uh, it's not going to be Rami with this poop particle answer. I'm going to go with Judd here. Garrett Bradbury, most likely to regress. I mean, yeah, I agree with his points. He was terrible the first four games and had a bit of an uptick. But teams find players out all the time. I think Garrett Bradbury is the choice here. Twitter's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. This is incredible. <laughs> Second question, what has been the most disappointing thing about the 2019 NFL season? We're halfway through. At this point, we kind of know what's happening in the NFL. So what's been the most disappointing thing to you? Honestly, it's the refs. It's just we've just devolved so much. And I don't even know if I blame the refs as much as I just blame the league and technology. And you're asking these guys to do things. You're doing two things. You're asking human being referees 
to make calls at warp speed with 275-pound machines who run 4640s. It's already hard. And then they give them a rule book the size of a Yellow Pages. Like, it's <laughs> it's not fair. Uh, but then again, these referees find the need in every close game situation to inject themselves where they don't belong. If you don't see a penalty, as Rex Ryan would say, don't throw a bleeping flag. So I just... Like, every game you tune into, you can't watch a game for more than three minutes without seven flags being thrown in 2019, and it is becoming problematic. It's just becoming harder to watch. That's why Red Zone's great, too, because you don't get the penalties. It was so yeah. fantastic. You know, a, flag, a flag gets thrown, and you just, like, on to the next game. Seven hours of commercial-free football. Commercial-free, penalty-free football. That's it's heaven. Yeah. It's football heaven. Yeah. So that's my answer. Rami, do you care to Rami, go are next? Are you passing on the answer? You got uh, more Marcus, Marcus tweets, and you know you have to come in contact with germs to keep your immune system strong, yeah, right? True. Uh, no problem. My coworkers are taking care of that. <laughs> in mass. You all are carrying around enough germs for the whole staff between the three of you, from what I'm hearing you all in your bathroom habits. There's still some water You're left taking here so much it. joy in drinking your poop water, dude. I don't get it. It's weird. It's so Rami's answer is poop water. Oh, such a gross oh, you God. would think that he went in that bathroom, dipped that cup in the toilet, yeah, yeah. and took it out of there. He might as well have. No, he so. might as it's well not even have. Close. The, the, the you cup. know there's a ventilation system in there, right, that's constantly cleaning the air? Okay. And it's not like he went in and did that, and so those particles were around. Yeah, the cup was... Why don't you, all right, why don't you post a poll? Okay. Post a poll of the Twitter account real quick here. We'll do, ask the next question and then post a poll so that... I've already asked. Well, I'm waiting for Judd's answer. Okay, Judd, go ahead. Okay. One, Phil's right, because I, I wrote down three things here. Mm-hmm. But since he took officiating, I'll take this one. It's Rami's team, the Chicago Bears. This was the most, in some ways, avoidable, poor start ever, right? Matt Nagy, you spend the entire summer showing your team clips of the double doink game and then having Augusta silence at the kicker tryouts, which, and by the way, did did you hear Augusta silence on Sunday, that last kick? 41-yard field goal attempt. People are going crazy. Like, what's the Augusta silence? And and then Trubisky. If you didn't think that Mitch Trubisky was going to run into problems at some point in time, you weren't paying attention. The Chicago Bears beat the Vikings in Week 3, and at that point we said they're pretty good again. And now I say, how did the Vikings lose? This division, okay, Detroit stinks. They're Detroit. But this division should be a coherent, really good three-team race. Yeah. And the Chicago Bears did so many dumb things, and and this is not a second guess. You guys, we sat here, what, May, June, July, being like, what are the Bears, why are you doing that, Matt? And Mitch Trubisky, what are you doing? And yet the Chicago Bears are falling apart because of things that they could have avoided completely. And to me, that's an incredibly disappointing thing because the NFC North should be a really good three-team race, except one team was too dumb to figure out what they were doing wrong. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wow, Judd, you just made a very good point there. My, The answer I was really looking for was just all the bad teams. There. I think there's a third of the league right now that, that have two wins answer. or less. I was going to say the lack yeah, of parity. Sure I mean, uh, the playoff picture is already cool particles. That's what I've written down. Uh, so I'm going to go with the refs here and Phil. Like, That's a good one. The amount of bad officiating that we've seen this year oh. has outweighed what we saw last year and the year before that combined. And it's just it's getting worse, and there's it doesn't seem like there's a fix coming. Third question. All right, real quick. Here's the poll question, okay? Just to simplify it for people. <laughs> like Rami. Is it acceptable to take an open cup of coffee into the bathroom with you? Mm. And hold it above cup. your waist? No, just, I just want to, is, you it, want that? Okay. is it acceptable? Because that's what we said. Is if, it acceptable to take an open cup of coffee into the bathroom with okay. you? Okay, all right. Yes or no? 
and we'll see we'll see who sides with Rami and who sides with the rest of society. Because if you take it in there and hold it low, I totally get that's disgusting. Yeah, but who does that? That's super well, weird. It could be a really weird person. What I mean, don't know. Who does that? You're taking your. You already take your drink in the bathroom. Now it's gross because yeah, um, you hold it below your waist. Neck up. I said it on top of the toilet. Oh, on top of the toilet where there are no germs. Cool. I should do the exact same thing too. Oh, yeah. Put my coffee mug right up there. Uh, what's, qu- on the counter. what's question three? I'm literally getting nauseous sitting here right now. I'm not even kidding. All right, it's been a three and zero start for <laughs> totally the Wolves. checked out on the entire segment. Yeah, yeah. Really I can't is. focus. I You're can't get any points. He's typing furiously. I have no idea what he's typing. He's... There are some psychos on Twitter, dude. There are some weird, <laughs> gross people out there. It's like he's going... typing all work, no play, make Rami a dull boy. <laughs> what part of these new look three and zero Wolves is the most sustainable going forward? Well, Rami would go first here, but I'll tell you. Answer would be poop. I got a uh, I got a question here from uh, Eric Peterson. He said, "Where do you keep your toothbrush and use it?" In my bathroom, Eric. Good oh, question. Good come qu- on. But but it's got a uh, curtain. I have a, I have what's called a steropod on it. You guys oh, yeah. know about steropods? No. It's like a little clippy thingy. It's a little clippy thing. It's like a little bubble with a like a like a. It's a raincoat. A spring on it. You no, got a ra- not- you got a raincoat for your toothbrush. It's like you know those scrunchies. You know those scrunchies girls used to wear in their hair. It's like that. It's got a little spring mechanism in it that opens and closes it. But instead of like uh, the the I teeth really on the one side, now. he has no kids. It's a you it's a pod. It's a it's a sterile pod with a little. It has a little pad in there with a sterilizing. Uh, I don't know some kind of sterilizing element in it. So hmm. yeah, I do keep my toothbrush in the bathroom, but in a sterile and safe environment he's, in the bathroom. He's Costanza. Yeah, he he's really Larry is. David. Yeah, I keep mine as close to the toilet as possible, actually. Just with nothing on top of it. I, was, super close. I was wondering why your breath smelled that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rami has forfeited the question. Judd, go ahead. What's the most sustainable part about the wolves? He's still typing away furiously. It's like responding, you're wrong, no, you're wrong. Um, I, I'm going to say probably the most obvious thing, Carl Anthony Towns, all right? This might sound crazy, but in three games, averaging 32 points, 13.3 rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks. And yes, those are off the charts. But look at this guy. If you empower him, which this team has done, and basically turn him loose to be a superstar, this is not a good player. This is not a, oh, he's your star player. This is an NBA probably empowered completely eventually here, and we're very close, probably top 10, top 5. I don't know. He's fantastic. And there are teams that the Wolves should have probably done this with him previously, but they had Jimmy Butler or they had Tibbs trying to make him a different player. I honestly think that that if you look at this, the most sustainable thing is Cat's play, which I would fully expect, barring injury, to be fantastic the entire season. Uh, I I don't disagree with you. I think Cat's play is sustainable, but the most sustainable thing is the number of three-pointers that they're taking because that's something they have full control over. They've played three games. Is this right? They've taken like a thousand of them. They've played three games, and they've taken 126 threes already. Yep. That's ridiculous. They're just not making in a, in a good way. How many have they made? They've only made thirty yeah, percent of them, so they're it's, they're below average. It's not a train wreck, but they're below average. Yep. Uh, but the fact that they've taken forty threes per game yeah. is something that is controllable and sustainable, and it's great evidence that the new yeah. system is working. So, Phil, you're going to get the point and the overall win today, coming back from the win there. 
Um, I do agree. The number of threes is the one thing they can control. I do agree with Judd that eventually Cat will become the elite player that we all think, but at some point teams are going to adjust to what he's doing differently this year. Uh, Early poll results, is it acceptable to take an open cup of coffee into the bathroom with you? Two-thirds of people agree with Rami and say no. Thank you. Thank you. Well, they're wrong. Thank you. Stop doing it. No, I'm good. I don't. I'm not a groupthink guy, so I'm good taking it in there. And in fact, I might go back in there right now. This is one area on of John. groupthink we should all buy into. Yeah. Let's prevent the next plague <laughs> and keep as many hey, things listen, and food. If and I'm drink going, out if I'm going one, the coffee's coming with me. Yeah, I'm with Judd on this one. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Sanitary or not, we're I on once, the score north app. I once saw a guy at Brewer Spring training waiting for his kid in the bathroom and just going to town. On a little baseball helmet, ice cream sundae. I kid you not. I threw up in my mouth on sight. Like, what is wrong with people, dude? How are you? How are you enjoying? You want, dude, you don't want to melt. How are you Those enjoying are an ice cream sundae in a ballpark bathroom? How are you? Not? How is that even enjoyable? Yeah, because huh? it's an ice cream sundae. What is wrong with you people? Live a little in a baseball. Me. Live a little. Hey, when we come back, Rose Bowl ramifications for this Gophers Penn mm-hmm. State game. We'll talk about it. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. I said on TV, I said, I really hope College Game Day looks at our Twin City, our university, truly to bring game day here. We have 4 million people that live in the Twin City area. We are the only Division One school in the state of Minnesota. Everybody here is Gophers. We have never hosted College Game Day. All due respect to Alabama and LSU. I have no idea what's going on with them right now, but I can tell you this. You can go to them any year. Pick a year. Pick a game. You can go to them every game of the season if you would like. College Game Day is about unique stories, about unique places, about unique moments. That's what they say they're about. And I'm not going to say they're not if they don't come here, because I think that would be bad. And if I could tell ESPN, believe me, trust me, you come to the Twin City area, you come to the University of Minnesota for an undefeated Penn State team, an undefeated Minnesota Golden Gopher team in this Twin City area where they host the Super Bowl, the Final Four, next is game day, naturally. That's why I think they should come here. And I think our whole city would rally behind it. And if they thought they had large crowds before, wait till 4 million people show up. Mm-hmm. 4 million? Going to show up? All 4 million. The whole Twin Cities is Wouldn't coming surprise out. me. I am, more, I am far more concerned about seeing the continued success of this uh, Gopher football team than... Than game day, which would be fun. That's fine. but uh, Game day would be amazing. But here's my thing. On Saturday again, this is really impressive now. And can I start with this? Because I feel like this kid's like, oh, yeah, he's okay. And Tanner Morgan, okay? Phil, how many quarterbacks have we seen in this program's history? And some of them have been pretty good. But how many quarterbacks have we seen where we're like, what's he doing right now? Why is he doing that? Yeah. This kid, and I get it. The uh, the receivers, his top three are outstanding. The running backs are really good. The run game is fantastic. Okay, so I get I get that he has a system that works for him, but he still has to execute it. And this kid's damn good. I think he is playing. I tweeted this over the weekend, and I stand by it after thinking for a few days. He's not the best Gophers quarterback I've seen in terms of talent in my lifetime. I think Adam Weber might actually be the most talented Gophers quarterback I've seen in my lifetime, but he was saddled with like four different offensive coordinators and just never got out of the starting gate. Um, I think he's playing with more confidence than any Gopher quarterback I've seen in my lifetime. Corey Sauter wound up on an NFL team as a backup, too, and that was 20, 25 years ago. But yeah, it was. I think just in terms, it, it helps to have NFL receivers that you're throwing sure. to, and it helps to have a confident coach and system. And but he could still screw this up, and he doesn't. No, an offensive line that has 
It's like the fifth heaviest offensive line in the country or something like that. Uh, but I, I I don't think I've seen a gopher quarterback play with as much full-on confidence as Tanner Morgan is. Now, again, Assad Abdul-Khalik in the early 2000s was really good. Uh, Adam Weber was good. Some people saying Brian Cupido, he had a good year or two. This is, this is a lot of confidence that Tanner Morgan is playing with. Yeah. I would put him number one on that list. And I'm just saying that we have certainly ripped uh, previous gopher quarterbacks, Leidner, who... Like, I don't know, would have these games where they just made dumb decisions and things. And this kid, to me, seems to be as stable as possible. He deserves credit for that. Now, I was doing, I was doing some checking, uh, because I was talking to a buddy of mine on Saturday who said, well, the Gophers are almost certainly going to the Rose Bowl because the thought process being is they're two games up in the West Division right now. They will probably play if things continue to go as they have, they will probably play Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, I think is December 7th in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, yeah, that's fine, because if the Buckeyes win, which they will probably, uh, the, the Gophers then default into the Rose Bowl because the Buckeyes are going to the college playoff, and the Rose Bowl is not part of the national semifinals this year. But I checked yesterday, and here's why the Penn State game is huge. I was wrong. Ohio State is going almost certainly to the college football playoff, but they actually play Penn State on the 23rd of next month. But if Ohio State goes to the college football playoffs and the Gophers play the Buckeyes in the conference championship game, the Rose Bowl can then pick its team. So they could say so they Penn State the will pick you. The second best team in the exactly, conference. Exactly, which, which could be the second-place team in the Eastern Division, Penn State. So you need to beat Penn State, period, Correct. And win your division. If you beat Penn State and win your division... I think you go. You're into the Rose Bowl. I think you go, for sure. Wow. So they get to just select who they want. From the Big Ten. If the winner of the Big Ten is in the college football playoff. Correct. Hmm. Hmm. But that being said, I gotta say this. There are very few bowl games in this day and age that I would go to. I think if the Gophers go to the Rose Bowl, I gotta go. I think it might it might be a once in, in a lifetime thing, dude. I mean, I'm just about fifty. About, They've never gone, and I've always said if they go to that game, I got to be there. Like Northwestern has been to a Northwestern's yes. been to at least one Rose Bowl. In I can't the last believe they've years. never been to a Rose Bowl. The Gophers, sixty-two. Oh, they have. 62. That, that has been but that sixty-two, yeah. seven years before I was born. That's it's been fifty years. That's crazy. More than that, almost 60, 60 yes. years since they went to a Rose Bowl. Yeah, to not even stumble in because. Northwestern was garbage for years. Northwestern had winless seasons in the 80s and yeah. years where they were 1 and 11 or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I think they went from like three wins in 1994 to the Rose Bowl and 11 wins right? in 1995 and then kind of dropped back off. But so they had that to, one year. Yep. To not even stumble into a Rose Bowl. Correct. And they tried. They had. They had the NFL backfield in 2003. You know, they just shot themselves in the foot a bunch of times. They've had opportunities. And it's, it's actually easier to get to the Rose Bowl now because of the college. You don't even have to be the best team in the Big Ten anymore. You can just be the second best team in the Big right. Ten, and then you get to the Rose Bowl. Right. Uh, so I've been, I've been doing some crunching, too, on what it would take. They have a two-game lead in this division right now. Wisconsin and Iowa play each other, I think, this weekend, right? I have to or, check. Or in a couple weeks. Wisconsin and Iowa play each other. Okay. So you've, you've got a you've got a two game lead on those two teams. The only way you don't win the division, 
essentially is if either Wisconsin or Iowa win out and beat the Gophers, mm-hmm. which would be part of winning out. Mm-hmm. So if you lose to Penn State and Wisconsin beats Iowa, that game at the end of the year, assuming you hold serve against Northwestern, is basically for the division because Wisconsin would be one game behind you. Correct. And then if they beat you, they would have the tiebreaker and you'd be tied in the division. And then, yes. So I almost, I almost think we should all be rooting for Iowa to beat Wisconsin because I think, I think the Gophers have a better chance to beat Iowa than Wisconsin, even though the Wisconsin game's a home game. Mm-hmm. I almost think you should root for Iowa to just eliminate Wisconsin altogether. And then the Gophers can take care of business against Iowa. And then it doesn't matter what you do against Penn State or Wisconsin. Beat Iowa and Northwestern, and you're in. If Iowa beats Wisconsin, does that make sense? Yes. I just it's going to be really hard to to run this whole table. But beat obviously, Penn, beat Penn State here. If you beat so Penn take State, take them out. If you beat Penn State here, it's it's almost a formality then, because then it proves that you are better than Iowa and probably Wisconsin, Correct. and that you'll probably win at least two of those three games against the ranked team. So um, it's just. I, but think about that. If this team goes to Pasadena, and I hesitate to say it because you've still got four four games left and three tough ones. But, I mean, how many years did, did we talk about just one year? You want to see this? Yeah. Just one year. I think we've got to take the whole show to Pasadena if they go to the Rose Bowl, right? I honestly think i got to go. I, I told Dawn that. I said, I don't think I can skip this one. I think we should, uh, I think we should take it one day at a time here, okay? <laughs> Let's go for football. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Here's the thing. If, if, if this plays out like... Almost every other year, well, no, every other year of the last 60 years of Gopher football, they get trounced by Penn State, or they get beat by Wisconsin, and or they get beat by Wisconsin uh, at the end of the year, and they wind up not winning the division, and they go to a decent bowl game, but not really. I mean, this is that would be the classic Minnesota Gophers thing to have happen, but why not one time, one time, have that not happen. Are you talking to the college football gods right now? I'm talking to anyone who will listen. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't this One team... <laughs> I, I hesitate to say this, but doesn't this team feel a little bit different, though? Like, I could see them losing to Penn State. I'm going to be surprised if they go full Gophers. Like, if you lose by a field goal, that's going to hurt and it's going to stink. But the ordinary thing is you're up by 21, and then you just collapse, right? Michigan. 2003, right? Mm-hmm. So this team feels different than that to me. Yeah. Also, I don't even, sense a huge, like, oh, my gosh, we're up by too much, and then you just But choke. it sounds like you're saying if they lose to Penn State, there's really very little chance of them going to the Rose Bowl. I'm saying it gets to be very tough then, yes. Yeah, if they if they lose to Penn State, it pretty much solidifies. Now, Michigan just beat Notre Dame, and so Michigan is still in the mix. Now, what to, happened to your club, by the way? Uh, it's just... They're gonna they're gonna go ten and two. They have an easy schedule. The they're eternally the overrated and uh, yeah. not a great program. It's true. Well, yeah. they're they're a very good program. They're a top twenty five program. Okay. Well, you disagree? They're a top twenty five <laughs> program. Come at me, bro. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna shut my mic off and back away because this is gonna get good. Oh, come on. I'm Jonathan, not, hunker down. <laughs> oh, Listen, I'm ready to audiogram this. Let's do this. Where I will grant you, as a diehard Notre Dame guy, they're well, perennially okay? overrated. They're they're constantly rated among the Georgias and the Alabamas, and they don't belong there. Their helmet gets them in the top twenty five every year. No, it gets them in the top ten. <laughs> it gets them in the top ten. They beat good teams. <laughs> their helmet gets them in the top twenty five. Their helmet gets them in the top ten. They're good enough to be in the top 25. But that's why they... This is what happens. Like, Notre Dame 
Notre Dame starts higher in the rankings and is ranked fourth when they should be 11th. And right. therefore, we they get are, our hopes up when they play Georgia or somebody, and they get beat like they should. They are a perennially overrated football team. Did you see what Paul Feinbaum said today? No, oh, uh, my goodness. I, I, we don't have the audio of this, do we? I should have tipped you guys off. He called for heads, right? He said yeah, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame should buy out Brian Kelly and hire Urban Meyer. And as somebody okay. who just wants oh, to see Notre Dame, God. as well as the Gophers, oh, win a God. national championship. You're willing to sell your soul, aren't you? I'm selling my soul wow. to make that happen. Wow. 100%. You guys, wow. You guys both fully well know who might be a really good fit there, right? We discussed it. John Gruden? Unchained. Hmm. Give me a hint. <laughs> Do you really need a hint? He coaches about a... Oh, down, right down the street. Down the no. PJ Fleck might be PJ Fleck might be a really. That's good not going to happen. By the way, if he's going to go somewhere, he might as well go to my second team. <laughs> be happy that way. <laughs> I'm just saying. Do you think? Okay, honest with question. His, man, do you th- percent chance PJ Fleck leaves after this season? Because I think it's still really are they low. Winning? If they don't give, if they don't give him the contract extension he wants, I think it go. I think it's decent. It's got to be a blank check at this point, right? He is. I, I think. It, I think Andy Greeter per the USA Today uh, coaching. Salary survey. I think he is something like eleventh in the conference, man. Yeah, it's it's way make him a top three conference coach okay. money wise. But will they? I think if they do There's that, a lot of money over there. Okay, I'm just There's a lot of money over there. I just think if you if you think about the Notre Dame program and how it operates and the success that Fleck has, has had, and the the key to me is Fleck. It's twofold. One, I think people love love how he presents himself. I know Royce and people like that don't, but if you think about college football, it sort of works, right? Yeah. The other thing, he can flat out coach offense. Yeah. Honestly, anyone, like he is a really good offensive coach. Barring them just getting smoked in the last four games unexpectedly, anyone who's anti PJ Fleck at this point is just a grouch and a grinch. Can and you, I love Pat. Can but you like, imagine the talent though that he he would get there, recruiting to that school? Yeah. I just I don't think he's gonna I don't think even if they beat Penn State and they go eleven and one and here's the crazy thing okay if here's they go the eleven cra- if they go eleven and one and go to the Rose Bowl he's gone I'll tell you right now he's gone do you think that's true Judd am I in denial here yes uh, if they don't well wait <laughs> I'm asking Judd <laughs> wait if they give him I don't a, trust a man who won't bring a cup of coffee into a bathroom if they give him a blank which is most people by if the they way. give him a blank check I think you've got a fighting chance. If they balk at that at all, then yes, I think he's gone. Here, here's the. And crazy by the thing. way, I would take it personally for a trip to Pasadena. Yeah. You ever uh, there's there's moments in your life where you, maybe you 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 go up a step in something or and you're almost a little bit afraid of success as opposed to failure. Where you're just like, what if this works? Right? What if I? My God, what if I? What if she says yes to my you know, prom date? Whatever. <laughs> like you know, you almost think about, can I handle the success of this? If the Gophers beat Penn State, do you guys realize the types of conversations we're going to be having the Monday after? Yep. We're talking Rose Bowl. No, dude. No, it's more than that at that time. Dude, if they beat Penn State, we're we're literally talking talking about about? the college football playoff. Stop. If they beat Penn State. Stop it. Penn State's a top five team right now. It's not going to happen. You're talking about that. Yeah, I don't know. That's not going to happen. That's the crazy thing. I I can't believe I'm saying. Are we ready to have that conversation the Monday after that game? They beat Penn State. They're in the single digits. For rankings. People called me crazy when I would say this all the time, working down in Milwaukee. So we talked earlier about how much faith I have in the NCAA as an institution. Sure. I, be- I truly believe 
that if you're not one of the heritage programs in college football, they will find a way to screw you and keep you out of big money games. They're not going to let Minnesota go to the college football playoffs. They will not let them. Yeah, the period. only the only End path the would be well, the only you, the only path would be beat Ohio State. And that's, You'd I, have to beat Ohio State in the in the conference championship. And I can't don't know see that they one. They take oh, they, two, oh, they'd yeah, take they two SEC teams before they would take before they would take. Rami, I don't know about that. There is like four teams in the Big Ten who they're going to let get into the playoff. Hmm. No, but. Or saying if here's no, I'm gonna just be as You're clear as possible. You're talking like this no. is a fair system, and no, no, they're no, no, gonna no, do no. things based on actual merit. No, no, no. Let me let me be as crystal clear as possible. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm saying this because this is not going to happen. If they beat Penn State, we're talking about them running the table in the regular season mm-hmm. because Penn State's the toughest team on their schedule. Yeah, and they'd have to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. And obviously, if they run the entire table, which they won't, I'm just saying. And that's the one that I can't They're get in past. the college football play. I can't get But they can't one. beat Ohio State. That's what I think. I think they can beat Penn State, but I don't think they can beat Ohio State. There's also the possibility that they lose three of their last okay, four. But here's the fun. And they're nine and three, <laughs> and they're playing in some crappy game on December 26th or something. If, if they beat Penn State, where this becomes fun is they become a nightmare team. Because now you have to talk about them. The nation has to talk about yes, them. Yes, which the, which the NC2A, to Rami's point, is going to hate. But no, that's going to make it fun. I think it's a, it's a top 15 media market. And it's a, it's a market that has, what, seven or eight national championships in its mm-hmm. history. And P.J. Fleck is a very, very likable TV coach. I can see. I think, I be, think that's where the NCAA would be okay with the Gophers being talked about. is because P.J. Fleck is their head coach. Well, and he's the next coach of a huge program then. Notre Dame. Uh, um, I can see them beating Penn State. I, I'm with you, Phil. The Buckeyes, I can't see it. Like, I, there's no, no, I, there's I no, like, oh man, they were really went down there no. and shocked them at Lucas I mean, Oil Stadium. Wisconsin got smoked by Ohio State. Yeah. Everybody's getting smoked by Ohio State. Let's uh, we'll wrap with Royce when we come back here. Whatever bowl game they wind up playing in, we'll have it on one of these TCL TVs in the studio while we're out there in Pasadena. I was going to say, I'm leaving you guys. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand. In fact, I uh, heard some scuttlebutt that our guy Jonathan here is looking for another another option for all of his cable channels or streaming channels. And I don't know what service you're going to go with, if it's going to be YouTube TV, you lost your PlayStation thing. I just know that TCL is going to give you the most connected options. you got that built-in Roku device with 5,000-plus streaming channels. And so... If uh, if you're a cord cutter out there, there's no better TV to put in your living room. Also pair it up with that TCL Alto soundbar, which gives great, great audio quality and great room-filling sound uh, to pair up with your TCL TV. Stop into any major local retailer in the Twin Cities to find out why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand. TCLUSA.com as well. Jonathan here with the final Score North download of the day. We'll use it to remind you about the Score North Podcast Network. It consists of more than a dozen shows from the Score North Twin Show and Raised by Wolves to the Scoop with Doogie and Royce Unchained. You can find a full list of these Minnesota sports podcasts over at scorenorth.com, the free Score North mobile app, or just search Score North, S-K-O-R North, anywhere you find your podcast. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Joe with Rami. All right. Maggie and Joe with Rami. All right, Pat. Do you think PJ Fleck leaves if they uh, finish the season strong? No, I don't, because uh, I think the only real good job open is Southern Cal, and they don't pay. 
he's making uh, he'll get another uh, he'll get another raise. He'll go over four million uh, after this season, and Southern Cal doesn't pay. So uh, I I think that's the only you know I don't think I think Brian Kelly's not going to get fired at Notre Dame. And what other great job is open? I mean, you know, I don't think there are that many open. I don't, I don't think the guy at Texas is going to get fired, even though they're down on him. He's he's only been there what three years, something like that. Tom Herman. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to get fired either. So, unless he wants to go to you know some second rate uh, big time school, uh, I don't think anything's open now. If Harbaugh, if the rumors about Harbaugh are true, and he leaves Michigan. Then you might be talking about something else, but you know that whole thing's weird with Har- Harbaugh, Pat. Because I thought he would be such a perfect you know why fit it's weird? there. Because he's weird. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I thought he was going to be really. I thought that was going to be great there, and so far it just it's been okay, but not certainly not great. I think some guys are. Uh, I think Fleck is made to coach college kids, and Harbaugh's uh, made to coach pros. So that's probably uh, you know some of them. Sometimes it. Uh, Sometimes nine times out of ten, when a college coach goes to the pros, he ends up being a failure. And uh, and I think maybe the reverse might be true too. That uh, we haven't had that many NFL coaches who've gone back to college, but uh, certainly not successful ones anyway. But uh, I don't I don't think it works. Uh, I, don't, I just don't think he. He's a uh, you know a college coach. He's a pro coach because he can act like an adult. He doesn't act to act like a child. Did you see that he denied he's looking to go back to the NFL in letters mm-hmm. to uh, parents mm-hmm. of yeah, his I players and saying this is subterfuge, things, you know? And they ended up in divorce court anyway. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he claims this is subterfuge from other competing schools who are trying to hurt his recruiting his recruiting efforts by saying well, he'll be gone. Uh, it's uh, actually the what the the guys who are reporting this are NFL people hearing it from agents and other NFL people. So I, I don't know. But do you think? I don't think he's a hot commodity for the NFL now either. Do you? I mean, I think. I don't think he's as hot of a commodity as he would have been a few years ago, but it's it, the product he coached on the field in San Francisco is still. I think people would remember that as opposed to the fallout. So he'll get another oh, shot. Oh yeah, I I think he'd come in and they'd be a big reception for him. But uh, if you pick the right place, but uh, uh, I, I just don't think that you know his image is what it was when he came there because we all he's, he's done well, but we all expected him to do better, and he still hasn't beaten an Ohio State. And I yep. got news for him; he's not going to beat him this year either. So Nats win right. tonight, what? Patrick. Nats win with Strasburg on the mound. What do you think? Oh, I think they got a shot. I do think they have a sh- chance, but boy, the uh, once uh, they, I I thought they had a lot better chance when the series started, and Houston wasn't swinging the bats. <laughs> now that they're swinging the bats, uh, they're a little bit dangerous. And the fact that they managed to, you know, that Alvarez kid was an out, a nice out, sitting there batting fifth. Uh, when this series started, he couldn't, uh, you know, he looked like Sano at his worst. And now, uh, he's, you know, he, he, they sat him down for a couple of games and he comes up and he hits that home run and hit another bullet or two. And now he looks like he's, uh, maybe he's straightened out a little bit. And, uh, you, those outs are hard to find in that, uh, in that lineup when, when he's swinging the bat. That's for sure. Yeah. Bregman, too. Bregman came out of his coma. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a hell of a lineup. But I, Strasburg will pitch well. I like Strasburg better than uh, Verlander, and I like Strasburg better than uh, than Scherzer. 
I think the only guy better than him in this series is uh, is Garrett Cole. Yeah. So. so, Pat, the, and then or right after the World Series over, in theory, I think it's a week and then free agency opens up, but then, of course, nobody yeah. signs until June because it's baseball. Do you think, are we going to be in for another winter of just everyone waiting each other out and and yeah, you know, star players being on the market when the season starts? Well, I think, baseball yeah, aren't, both, aren't both Strasburg and Cole uh, uh, sports guys? And Strasburg has an option to opt in or out. Yeah, I know, but, yeah. but isn't? It, but he's gonna he's gonna exercise his option for God's sakes, isn't he? I mean, this is as hot as he'll ever be. Uh, I mean, right now, he's you know he, he's gonna opt out, and uh, and uh, you're gonna have uh, you know Cole on, and then the drop off is substantial after those two guys. Zach Wheeler's the number three starter, and. He's probably going to get overpaid. I don't know how much money would if you're the Twins. Would you give him a hundred million? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I would give. There's like four guys I would give a hundred million dollars to if I was the Twins right now. Who are the other two? Um, well, uh, so Wheeler, Garrett Cole. If Strasburg is a free agent for sure, and um, I, man, this is going to sound crazy. I think someone turns Madison Bumgarner around. I don't think he's gonna. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna. Don't give him you don't give a guy a hundred million to turn him around. I give him twenty or twenty-five million a year for multiple years, though. Mm. Uh, he's only twenty-nine, going to be thirty. He's not thirty-five. A lot of mileage, though. A lot of mileage on that. Uh, and the fastball isn't. When the velocity goes down, I get nervous. So, uh, I, I, you know. If you can get him in here three years, 60, I'd take a shot probably. they got to do something because they have, at this point, one starting pitcher. One. Yeah, because Odo's a free agent. they have to pay Oda Rizzi more than they want to pay him. They, now, they don't – they haven't done that to this point. They haven't kept guys for more money than they think they're worth. So will they do that with Oda Rizzi? I don't know. But they have, what, what's their option? They don't have – they have one starting pitcher. Pineda coming back? Hell no. I mean, I wouldn't personally, but that I doesn't mean they wouldn't. With a 500-foot pole after what he did to him, he uh, basically yeah, I don't disagree, took care of any chance they had in the postseason. By, uh, they're more forgiving know. than us, Pat. Huh? I, I said they are more forgiving than us. They tell me that uh, there's not going a hell of a lot going on there inside that large head of his either. That's, uh, this is not a... This is not a fellow who would uh, blow up the Spanish version of the SAT, from what I understand. So <laughs> that's what that's what I said, Patrick. Like I can't trust this guy's judgment from the pine from the neck covered in pine tar to the yes. taking a diuretic that fails yes. that gets yeah, you failed on a test. Notice that I took a bath in this stuff, will I? <laughs> it just doesn't seem bright or to have the greatest judgment. Well, I got a friend of mine who covers the Yankees who. Uh, who puts him in the bottom five of anybody he's ever covered, and he's been covered him a long time in that area of uh, of quickness of mind. The other thing is, I don't, you know, it, I I don't think he would have worked in the playoffs against the Yankees either, because he his whole game is to get guys to chase, and and he, they they don't chase. So uh, I I don't know if he would have been successful. But I, I don't know. I just I think they might have gotten the best you could possibly get out of him for about three months. Right. I, I, I'd rather go a different route, that's for sure. All right, you have to vote on our poll here. Yes. Is it acceptable to bring an open cup of coffee or water into a restroom with you? Into a restroom? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't drink coffee. Uh, but I have been known to bring Diet Coke. Okay. Oh my God. That answers the question. That's yeah. right, Ron. But usually I keep the cap on. 
you know, I don't, it's not like I'm That's not know, let somebody, bad. you know, I usually put it in my back pocket, you know, so uh, when I go in, not, but this is only <laughs> for the urinal part of that. If you're doing the whole process, yeah. then, I, then I don't think so. I'm with you on that part. Uh, yeah, I think then I can get on with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the whole process. My dad, you is know, that what we call it now, the whole process? When I, was, <laughs> when, when I was a little kid, my dad would walk into the bathroom for the whole process with newspaper under his arm, mug of coffee in one hand, and a cigarette either hanging out of his <laughs> lips or in the other hand. Then what happened? Your old man's my hero. <laughs> he liked to have the hour, he, so he was in there for an hour. Oh, yeah, right? he was in there for a good, good, library good, good time. amount of the morning. Good, good amount of the morning. You'll learn a lot in there. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, you know what? When we, that's what put the end of newspapers when uh, people had to hurry off to work in the morning and they didn't get to spend that forty-five minutes on the uh, on the, uh, for want of a better word, the pot in the morning reading the paper. Well, that and the disgusting habit of people being able to take their phones into the bathroom now and uh, you know surf Twitter or whatever people are doing in there, play games. I uh, I have uh, I usually carry my phone in my back pocket. And I, but it has been on the floor. I had to go back in and oh. retrieve it off the floor oh. in the toilet a few times. All right, Pat, we got oh. we got to go and talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, More man. of that's coming oh, up on Unchained. Take coffee into the bathroom. I have You're faith fired. in society You're again. Fired.